Okay, cool. Matt Brown, thank you for being here. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, Chris. Yeah, of course. So Matt, this is Matt Brown from Matt Brown's Guitar Studio, Chicago, Illinois, um, with us on Top Teachers. And uh, so the way I usually have been getting started talking to people is just asking them how they got started uh, playing. Like, how do you remember how old you were when you started playing as as a as a as a player? Yeah, I was I was eleven, so I started pretty young. Um, and uh, I had a, a really good friend of mine that uh, we were both kind of into, you know, all of the big alternative bands at the time, you know, Nirvana, Smashing Pumpkins, Soundgarden, that kind of thing. Um, and we, we both just really wanted to play. And I, I think it was the summer after fifth grade, we, we kind of just, you know, did the whole thing of mowing lawns and, and getting our first guitars and starting from there. So nice. Do you remember um, what the guitar was? Yeah, I had, uh, it was a Lotus Strat copy, and uh, the the neck of the guitar was completely warped within about a year, I would say. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm not sure if those guitars are still out there, but don't get one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's like a solid plug. Yeah, right? Did you buy it at a music store, or where did you get it? Yeah, there was this real small mom and pop shop in town. I'm from a small town called Beaver Creek, Ohio, and... Um, yeah, it was, uh, I believe, called Beaver Valley Music was the name of the, the store. And, you know, they had maybe like five guitars tops of this brand. So um, if you didn't go all the way to Dayton, which was, you know, 40 minutes away, that was kind of the place you had to go to. So that's kind of a blessing that you even had. How far was it from your house? <sighs> maybe 10, 15 minutes. Not very far. That's not bad at all. Did you I mean, I'm just thinking, remember back in when I was um younger, I used to just go to the music store and not without an, like not with the impetus to buy anything, but just like sure. go check it out. Like, look at this thing, look at that thing. Like that was like a thing that to do. For sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely did that. I would say more as I got into playing guitar, you know, it's like a kind of a social thing. It's like, especially being in a small town, you don't have many things to do. It's, you know, going to the guitar store and seeing the new gear is, it's a thing to do, so. Yeah, man. So you started off, uh, were you taking lessons or were you just picking it up on your own? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I started right off the bat. I had uh, a teacher that was uh, finishing up his senior year of high school and went off to Berkeley to do classical guitar. So then, um, Right, you know, after a couple months of lessons with him, I, I picked up with his teacher, which is a classical guitarist named Danny Voris, and uh, took lessons with him uh, up until college. And then he actually uh, became the professor at the college that I went to. So then I ended up taking lessons with him again. So pretty That's cool. That's pretty rad. Yeah. And was it all classical stuff or was it, were you t working on uh, rock, pop, other stuff at the same time? Or was it a pretty classical regimen for the for the instruction. Um, I, well, for his instruction, it was it was pretty much curriculum based. So we were doing. I'm not sure if you're familiar with like the Berkeley series of guitar books or whatever, but sure. You know, we went through those books and you know, just kind of core guitar skills. You know, learning to improvise. Um, but so it wasn't really genre specific, I would say, at all. Sure. Uh, until later, until I I got into classical guitar playing. So. A good student? Uh, yeah, I would say I was. You know, I wasn't the greatest student until I got serious about guitar. You know, like when I was 11, I, I played sports and did a bunch of other things. You know, I was, I would say I was a good student in that I practiced every week, but I didn't hit the point where I was practicing, you know, multiple hours a day until I was, you know, 
14 or 15, I would say. So that's still pretty heavy. Like that's a, that's a real practice there. Yeah. So you're, you're practicing and, um, is that pretty normal for your peers? Like the, the, how you were playing, did you have other friends that were also playing or was it pretty much, uh, this was your thing and you were, you were the guy that was doing this in your school? Yeah, well, I, I think I had a fairly unique experience in that, in that I have, I had maybe, I want to say five friends that I went to high school with that are now professionals them, themselves. Um, and, and three of us were professionals even in high school. So it was, it was kind of a weird thing to have um, other very, very serious players, you know, that were kind of my age and my competition, so to speak. So Yeah, that probably helped you, like inspired you to go on because i can't i can't uh that's a, i mean that's pretty cool for a for a high school kid to be playing that much and uh spurred on by his peers like that's rad yeah so you go to school and uh i think i saw on online that you went to music school mm -hmm. so what was that like what was the difference between going from you know kind of having a few hours sneaking in a few hours to practice to it's, i guess it's now part of your job a little bit to be to be playing once you go to school yeah, I mean, I looked at it that way. Um, I At first, when I went to school, I, I didn't have a part-time job. So I was fortunate enough to be able to just focus on school, uh, at least at first. So uh, I would say my, my practice regimen, as far as the hours I was putting in, didn't change. But it was way more focused. Um, I, I feel like in, in high school, I, I didn't have as clear of a you know, this is exactly what I need to do to get better or to get to the next level or get X and O or X, Y, Z gig, whatever, you know? Um, so yeah, I think it was giving, giving me that very specific, these are your weaknesses. These are your strengths. This is exactly what you need to do. I think was, was overall the kind of the big help that I got from, from teachers in college. So I got you. So you get out of college and what's the plan? So I, at first when I got out of college, I was, I was barely teaching. Uh, I was just exclusively playing guitar uh, in a, and playing in a rock band professionally. So that's all I was doing at the time. And then, you know, the world changed, as we all know, uh, pretty drastically around that time. It was right when um, the housing market crashed, you know, the whole tech boom had happened like a few years prior. So, uh, or, you know, maybe five to 10 years prior, but still, um, you know, it was like the world started changing very quickly, uh, at least as I saw it when I, my this is, and so we're talking, this is 2008, 2009 ish or what? what mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I, I started, I, I kind of realized that I had to, you know, at least if I was going to continue to make a living to, to diversify what I was doing. So I started playing a whole lot of weddings and, um, restaurant gigs, you know, picking up as many students as I could. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, that kind of thing. So what was that difference? I mean, that's an adjustment. Like uh, one of the things that people have been talking about is the kind of mindset shift that happens when you go from uh, being a player and being a student to being a teacher. Sure. Like how, what, what kinds of students were you getting at? For, maybe that's a good place to start. Like who were your students basically at that time? So I, I was teaching at Capital University in Ohio. Uh, they have like a, a community music school where they have, you know, I would say newly uh, graduated students teach members of the community, basically. So it was, you know, kind of across the board. Um, I, I would, Adults, yeah. kids? 
you know, at, at that point in time, it was mainly kids, which is a huge change to like, I, I only have maybe two kid or young students at this point. Whereas 12 years ago, that was almost all of my clientele, I would say. That must have been so had you spent much time around children? I remember I did a like, um, some years ago, I did a, a stint where I was teaching in a school, like I was co-teaching a class, mm -hmm. um, a technology class, but whatever, in a high school in New York City. And I remember walking into the, the school and just being in the hallway and the school just like class bell rings, doors empty. It's like a movie. It's like wall to wall kids. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just remember being like, oh man, like what's happening? And just being so intimidated just by the, the very nature of just like dealing with a different age of person like that you're not used to, like as you go through like, I, for some reason at that time, I'd always been used to dealing with, you know, basically like my age and up, like hanging out with those. And then all of a sudden when the floor drops out and you're dealing with, you know, a 13 year old again, it's a, an adjustment. I wonder if you felt any of that, like how much time had you spent with young people before you went and started teaching them again? Do you know what I'm trying to ask there? That, yeah, that's a good question. So I, I taught lessons in high school for two years and I only had, I want to say three young students. Like I wasn't teaching a whole lot, you know, yeah. um, just, just here and there to make some extra money. And so I, I had kind of been thrown to the wolves a little bit, you know, with that. And, um, but I, I didn't have as crazy of, of an experience. You know, I was always just teaching students one-on-one. -on -one. I didn't have sure, sure. groups or anything like that. So I feel like you're, you're a little bit more in control if it's a one-on-one -on -one situation, you know, like, yeah, man. Get, like, you know, mob up and have a, a mutiny on you, uh, uh, against you or whatever. So what kinds um, of stuff were you teaching? So you're teaching kids that are, I imagine like 12, 13, 14, or how old are the, your students? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say 12 to 15 was kind of the range mainly. And I think the, the biggest mistake that I, I made teaching those people was assuming that all of them would kind of be students like me, you know, that they'd all be super interested and super motivated and, and all of that, which, which wasn't the case at all. So, uh, you know, definitely a, a learning experience. What was curriculum day one? Like when you walk in, you're like, hey man, I'm so excited to teach you. Like, I have so much to show you. Like, here's this, this and that. Like, what was, what were you trying to teach them? Yeah, I was, you know, I, I had um, kind of just like this general curriculum that I had of scales and, and chords and, you know, basic techniques, technical exercises. Uh, it, I think the mistake I made, well, one of them was trying to force everybody to read music, which, you know, it, it can go one of two ways. They'll say, sure, or they'll just withdraw. So uh, yeah. there was a lot of that. So I, I kind of, you know, with the teenagers moved into more of a, here are my interests. And I, I kind of helped learn the things that I thought were important by kind of, you know, just doing it through their interests mainly. So, so lesson one becomes what, like, what did you say? Like, hey, man, uh, welcome to these guitar lessons. Like, Tell me about yourself. Like, what are you into? Yeah, exactly. You know, what are you into? What kind of bands do you like or artists? That kind of thing. What would you want to learn? You know, like, what do you actually see yourself spending time doing? You know, is, is the, the big question. I think that I failed to ask and a lot of new teachers that are teaching kids fail to ask too. So totally it's not what totally. I want you to learn. It's, it's about what they want to learn.
So then you're doing this after, right after school. Um, take me through what happens next. Like once you, are, do you do this for a while? Do you go off, do your own thing? Do you tour? Like, do you come back? Like, what is your, so, what's your life like? I, uh, I was working, teaching private lessons. And then, um, like my world kind of fell apart at that point in time, job wise. Uh, the, the college I was teaching at, they decided to, you know, they were having budget issues and decided to shut down the, the community music school, uh, even though it wasn't really costing them a lot of money. So I, I thought it was a really poor decision. So, you know, I was kind of, that was my main source of income. So I was like, all right, well, you know, um, some of the students I was able to keep going with, but a lot of them I couldn't. Um, and I was actually commuting an hour to to work uh, and back uh, every day that I was teaching there. So I just I, I had to drop that job. And, Man, uh, and if you don't have a full schedule, then it's just like you're driving two hours for one lesson or something. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's pointless. You know, you're you're either breaking even or losing money. So yeah, uh, around that time, I started working for a company called Jam Play, which I imagine you're familiar with. Oh, yeah, I know them. Yeah, so one of the guys I went to high school with, uh, he doesn't work with them now, but he was one of the original owners. And so at that point in time, I, you know, I was kind of out in the world looking and, you know, he heard that I was looking for a, a job. So I ended up working with them um, for about That's eight cool. Years. Doing teaching or, wor or working in the office or what was your... I really did everything. Um, it's, it's stuff for like, you know, obviously like computer programming, as you know, I know nothing about technology <laughs> right from so, the, before uh, the show yeah yeah you know i was like consulting i was doing transcriptions um that's something i've been doing for 10 12 years now so transcribing the the lessons and notating everything teaching lessons um they did like live q a sessions um i did like a, a chord library for them kind of like what you have on your your app um, sure sure you know that kind of stuff whatever they I got you. And how did you do that for a long time? How long did you do that for? Uh, I, I believe about eight years. Wow, that's a long time. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and so that take that takes us to like relatively recently, actually. Were you, and were you teaching on your own at that time as well, or did yeah, yeah, yeah private lessons, um, playing in a band too. Um, so yeah, yeah. Nice man. So at that time, so and now you do you do. Do you do more teaching now? Or do you do less teaching than you used to? Or I definitely do a lot more. Uh, I I would say during those years I was doing mainly transcribing work. Um, you know that's that was my main job for for GM play for the later years. Gotcha. Uh, and and yeah, I started you know teaching private lessons again during that time, but mainly just doing the band and GM uh, play. And when the GM play thing ended, then I've gone back to you know, making my, most of my living teaching. I'm still transcribing, but, um, I gotcha. Mainly teaching. I saw, I, um, I saw you're doing a lot on YouTube or I've seen, I don't know if you're doing a lot, but it seems like there's a lot of your, of your yeah. work on YouTube and you've been doing a lot of lessons on there. I was wondering how you kind of, uh, figure that into what you're doing. Like, do you think of that as a way to get new students? Do you think of that as just like a cool, not, I don't mean to say like a cool thing, but just like, is that a, I mean, a thing unto itself? Like it, it, it I don't know exactly what I'm asking, but it seems like you take no, 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 seriously. No. And I'm just like, uh, can, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, what is that? Yeah. What's that, your plan? What are you, what are you up to there? 
it's a really complicated kind of thing. There's there's many reasons why I do it. Um, I, I, I enjoy doing it is one, obviously. But, um, you know, like if you're a small business like mine is and I don't employ, um, you know, other teachers like I'm not like say take lessons or lesson face where it's like this this business where it's this conglomerate of tons of teachers so I I found that um, paying to advertise through whether it's Google Facebook whatever is is totally pointless and just it's like taking my money burning it you know um, so I, I basically use it to out advertise the competition and you know, I get paid to advertise instead of paying to advertise. Is is how I look at it. Is you that, mean like? You, do you mean like in? Uh, in you put the tutorials online, you do the lessons, you do the songs, and then you get ad money from doing that, and then also you get clients from that. Like people will email you about it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So that's yeah. So that's also too. I um, you know I. I, I like make some of the transcriptions that I offer from the songs available for free. And, uh, you know, so then it, it, I have a way to contact people too. And it, it's a way to kind of build community as well. You know, I've, I've kind of built up this kind of cool little group of, of people that, you know, email me and I email, email back and you just have a conversation about guitar, like we're having, I guess. So. Right. Right. Yeah. That's cool, man. And then do any of those, uh, do any of your clients, uh, uh, students that you work with now, like they come from the YouTube thing? Like basically, I guess what I'm trying to edge into is something that's interesting that has come up in other conversations, like um, what the process is like. So basically, like everybody I've talked to kind of has some version of this story where they go from uh, starting to play, getting into the guitar, taking it more seriously, performing, adding lessons at some point that mind shift between like being a performer and a teacher is super interesting. Mm -hmm. And then there's also that shift of from being a teacher to being like a business owner. Mm -hmm. Um, that is super interesting, which like, it seems like there's like a huge shift from those, all those three kind of like hats wearing those hats. Yeah. And so I was kind of like edging into like, um, YouTube, it seems like is one way that you are like wearing that business owner hat. I'm just wondering, what else have you found? Because part of the interesting thing of this series, I'm hoping, is that other teachers will listen to it. So, like, uh, not in your zip code, of course, um, but like, <laughs> um, yeah, like what uh, what else have you been doing that's been working? Like, how do you what what's been a, a good way to kind of like get people in, um, and what what hasn't worked at all? I, I think what I'm, I'm noticing, at least for me, is. Um, when I first started teaching, I was kind of known, at least in, in Columbus, as it's like the guy that can play like every style, you know, well. But I wasn't the, the best at any one thing, you know, if, if that makes sense. So, you know, I played classical guitar, I played blues, gigs, jazz, you know, rock, country even a little bit too. So um, I, I was trying to be that guy, you know, I, you know if you want to learn anything, you know, come to me. But I, I've kind of noticed that like people's interests in the, just the sheer number of guitar teachers out there have kind of forced me to be a little bit more, I guess, niche oriented. So I'm kind of just focusing on what I, I do the best and what I enjoy the most. And I think that, you know, the community or just the world at large has responded to that a little bit better um, since there are, you know, a million other people that play every style 
pretty well at this point, you know, so you got to have your thing, uh, I think. So that's, that's kind of what I've been focusing on lately. As which style? I would say, you know, I'm just a, a rock and roll musician, more or less, um, at this point. And that's, you know, that's the kind of bands I've always played in and, um, you know, kind of stuff that people typically come to me to want to learn as well. So, yeah, man, I, I have a, a potentially uh, sensitive question. So feel free to like, I think there's a slap me in the face button on the Zoom interface somewhere. You can, um, <laughs> do you feel like be, because you look like a rock and roll musician that that is part of it? Do you know what I mean? Like you have awesome hair and a beard. <laughs> um, like, is that part of it? Maybe. Uh, and you're wearing plaid also, which is like perfect. <laughs> like, yeah, it could be. You know, I, I, I never really ask people directly that question. Um, I think at this point, there's there's just not that many people in Chicago that are that are really doing it seriously for their, their living. Um, like the Old Town School of Music, you know, I, I know that they've been having financial problems, sadly, uh, recently and, and closed a location. And, you know, it's, I, I think people are just like, you know, this person doesn't seem like an ax murderer and they're still out there <laughs> doing it uh, is, is the main thing at this point, with private yes. lessons anyway. Yeah. So you, I assume, uh, prior to a year ago, taught mostly in person. Mm -hmm. um, and I assume since the last year, more of that has shifted online. Can you talk a little bit about what, it, what that transition was like? Like, basically, take me back to a year ago, February, March uh, 2020. Like, what's your day-to-day -day life? And then what, what was, I remember when I was, uh, in January or something, I read this newspaper article about, uh, you know, I'd heard things about this virus and whatever. And then the thing that got me was like uh, pictures of uh, some of them building a hospital in a day or no, in a week. They built like this huge hospital in like one week. Right. And I was like, that seems intense. Like, <laughs> this seems like it could be a real big. And then it wasn't too long before like the, the, things change like i wonder what, what was it like for you as you're kind of watching the news happen and then uh, at some point you probably couldn't couldn't do in-person stuff anymore right so i i was actually probably i would say maybe like 65 35 or maybe 70 30 as far as like uh online to in-person people already so i think oh I, cool maybe maybe an outlier as far as people that that teach in person so i i had a lot of you know, online people already. Um, so yeah, I mean, going back, it was, um, what was it, February, or, you know, I, I first started hearing about it. Uh, and I think maybe it's just me being kind of like a paranoid person, or uh, I, you know, I, I think maybe I took it a lot more seriously than other people did, or I, I, I won't say I took it more seriously, but I, I thought the duration of this would be, you know, way longer than most other people did. Um, I had a student, we were actually laughing about it uh, the other day. She sent me this text and she's like, oh, well, maybe send you a text in, uh, you know, another couple of weeks when this is all over, you know? So we, she, she was thinking, you know, it was only going to be like a couple of weeks or a month at tops, which is, you know, I think what most people thought at first. Sure. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just like, okay. Uh, so it, at some point, so you thought from the very beginning that, or you had a hunch that this could be a big deal and Absolutely. affect everything. Yeah, what were you I, doing for, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
Oh, I was going to say, you know, like I had been reading these kind of crazy uh, epidemiology articles from National Geographic and, you know, they, they definitely had been doing a good job of scaring me of, you know, <laughs> like, uh, you know, we had the, what was it, swine flu and the, the bird flu and stuff like that. And they're saying, well, another something like this is coming and it's going to be way more serious and the whole world is totally unprepared for it. And you know, Yeah. So I remember, I think for me, the big one, the, like there was a hospital thing that was like a, oh, wow, there's, that's pretty insane that they built a hospital in a week. And then when I heard that Italy, the entire country of Italy is closed, I was like, wait, what? You can shut down a country? Like, I don't, I did not compute at all. That was the point when I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Yeah. So what uh, you were teaching before about 70%, you said, were you doing, what is that? Skype, Zoom? Yeah. Uh I would say both those, uh, a little bit of FaceTime too, which, uh, you know, I, I don't think is the greatest, but I, I'll, I'll use whatever people like the best, you know, whatever they want to use. So that's kind of my approach to it. We'll cut that out because Apple's actually a huge sponsor of the podcast. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fine by me. No, I'm just kidding. They're not. Um, <laughs> um but, uh, so you start teaching, so the 30%, did most of those people come along or did, did you lose some of those people? How did that kind of work out? Well, at first, my experience was, um, you know, a lot of people were, of course, you know, quarantining and, and everything, doing all of that, but I didn't lose too many students at first. I would say as we got maybe four months in, that's when things really kind of started to change for me business-wise. Um, just bad things started happening. You know, people started losing their jobs, getting furloughed, um, had loved ones or they themselves passed away. Um, you know, anything you can imagine that is bad that can happen to a human being, but, you know, basically started happening, um, three or four months in. So that's when I had to say, okay, well, what, what am I going to do? <laughs> How am I going to stay afloat? How am I going to handle things? You know, all those kind of questions. So what'd you do? So I, I basically, I, I took a step back, you know, and said, okay, well, there's not a whole lot that I can do to control this situation. First of all, you know, I think that's, that's, that's something that people have to realize if they haven't already is, you know, there's not a whole lot you control, you can control. So it doesn't make sense to worry about the things you absolutely can't control, you know, and, and try to focus your energy on the things you can um, so, I, you know, I put my energy basically into songwriting at first, like my band's, you know, working on a, an album currently. Um, so, you know, spending more time on the band, I would say, and, and getting that going and, um, you know, just kind of like revamping how I advertise and how I, I reach out to the community and, and, and reach people and, and that kind of thing is, is, I would say, what I did. That sounds like a really good attitude. It's kind of like, I forget there's an adage about that that's like... Um control what you can and don't worry about the rest or whatever. I forget what it is, but there's something uh, sager than what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some smarter guy than me <laughs> had, had a great quote. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think uh, th there's a, uh, there's more I could talk about, but what I want to do is I, I want to make sure we get a chance to, to uh, tell people how, if they're listening to this and they're like, man, this guy seems awesome. Um, how they can uh, study with you. Um, but before that, I wanted to ask you, I'm asking everybody the same series of questions. 
Um, so you can feel free to be as brief or as verbose as you want, whatever. Um, but everybody's answering these questions. And so the, the idea is that, uh, it's, it's, it's basically, I'm tricking you into making a super cut, right? Yeah. Uh, like we'll just bounce back and forth. Oh, yeah. yeah. You want uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, what was the first chord that you ever learned on the guitar? Oh, wait, sorry. Before I do that, there was a very important question I wanted to ask you about distance learning. And this is actually good because you've done so much, uh, before. What are some of the things that that uh, that worked really well that that tend to work well with long distance students? Like I imagine there's things that because you're used to corresponding with them by email, maybe you send them more like tracks to play along with or exercises and they're into that like stuff more. Or one thing I've heard is that it's hard to jam with people like it's hard to play along. Um, I wonder if you can talk about some of the things that are kind of work well with uh, distance learning and, and some of the stuff that's that's been a challenge. Yeah, so I think the one that you mentioned that's nearly impossible is playing along with another person. So uh, I, I guess a, a big tool that I've kind of always used is the, the Guitar Pro software. So um, it for those of you that might not be familiar that are listening to this, I would say the, the big advantage is that you can play along with the software. So, for instance, if you're playing, uh, I don't know, a Guns N' Roses song, let's say, you can take away the rhythm guitarist part. So you can be the rhythm guitarist and play along with the band, or you can take Slash away and play his parts, or, you know, that that kind of thing. So. It's, it's not as good as playing with like a solid teacher, you know, a real person, but you know, it, it, it definitely is, is very beneficial and it kind of gets the job done. So that's, that's one thing. Nice. Any other workarounds that you've found over the years? You know, I just uh, sending lots of PDFs to people. Um, I try to, you know, send PDFs before. And if there, there are things that we talk about during the lesson, that I, I think needs to be clarified Then sending some after as well. Um, you mentioned playing with backing tracks. So, you know, thankfully YouTube is kind of a cool source for that these days. There's, there's so much there in the rest of the internet for, for people to, to jam with. So totally. Yeah. The internet is big and getting bigger. So it's like, if you can't <laughs> find it today on the internet, it's just like, Oh, just wait, man, it'll show up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's totally true. Um, okay, cool. Closing questions. I have some questions for you. Awesome. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, they are not deep questions. Uh, uh, the first chord, do you remember the first, we talked a little bit about you getting started, but do you remember uh, when you started playing chords, what, what the first chord you, you learned was? Yeah, the A chord. Uh, so it was this, this book that the first chapter was the A chord. Um, which, in my opinion, is probably not the first one you should learn, but um, that was it. And they, it was the key of A, so like the second chapter was you learn the four and five chords, so the D and E chords, so you can you can play some little songs and progressions and stuff. So yeah, those yeah, are the for first sure. for me. What about what you teach your students? What are the first chord? What's the first chord you start your students on when you start them on? I teach them a, a G that is only played with fretting with just one finger. So basically you've got like the third fret G note on the first string and then the rest are all open strings. So you can, you can play a version of something by the Beatles uh, just on the, the top four strings and the chords just use one finger each. And I've seen, you know, children as young as 
three or four, you know, be able to, to play that song, you know, just, you know, with one finger. So my whole approach is do, do chords with one finger, then some of the chords that you could do two fingers, like maybe E minor, um, C major seventh or something like that. And then kind of three fingers, four. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's solid. Um, what was the first song you remember playing? yourself when you picked up the guitar. So are we talking like a like a real song or like uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb? I think either's fine. Um, so, oh geez. You know, I, I would probably say the first song I ever learned was uh, the Ode to Joy. Um, just, you know, two string melody, you know, the, the theme. Um, then the first like real song I was proud to learn was, I don't know if you remember December by Collective Soul. The was oh, like man, I'm gonna find it. Mid '90s. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, sing a singing a couple bars of it. Don't think about. Don't. Oh yeah. About you know, I, I, I don't know how the melody goes, but you know that's kind of like the vocal hook. Turn um, your head, baby. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, and this is this is like how long after you started playing were you playing that car, playing that song? About three months, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. Uh, what is one thing that you tell your students to do that they reliably do not do? Ooh. Practice with a metronome. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, the most important thing that everybody should do, and it's the thing that I struggle to get people to do uh, the most, I think. Nice. Uh, what is something that you tell them to do that they reliably uh, do do? practice the songs that are that they like <laughs> that are that are fun for them you know their favorite songs that's that's what everybody always manages to do so gotcha so you give them three things to do and they'll come and be like hey man you'll never guess i got the chorus down and you're like great what about this yeah can you play it with the metronome <laughs> <laughs> um what is this is kind of related to the song thing like what is your go-to song to teach people who have never played so like what do you give people as their first song, basically. Their first song, uh, for chords, I do something by the Beatles, like a, right. you know, I was telling you early, like kind of a stripped down version in the key of G that, you know, just uses one finger for each chord. So for chords, that one, uh, and usually people are impressed that they can play a, you know, a full song, um, you know, in their first lesson. So it's, it's kind of a confidence builder. You know, most people are like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to get good at this when they come in. Um, and I had the same fear, you know, it seems like you have this mountain in front of you to climb that seems impossible. Um, so that one, and then I, I actually do Song of Joy too. Uh, that one, Skip to My Lou and Mary Had a Little Lamb, just just playing melodies on a couple of strings to start with, with tabs. Nice. Not, so. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, if you, just a couple more questions. Um, if you were not a guitar teacher, what job would you like to try? And uh, something outside of music and Tyler. Yeah, so I actually went um, almost before I went to, to college, went to film school at UCLA. So uh, probably film would be my, my other career. And I'm still kind of in it a little bit. Like uh, a professor of mine had been talking about, you know, putting together a screenplay and getting that going and everything. But yeah, that would definitely be it. That's awesome. So screenwriting or directing or yeah, what would part film? Nice. Mm -hmm. uh, and then lastly, if which instrument that you don't play would you like to learn how to play and play well? Drums. So then I can 
fire everybody. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just joking. That's totally a joke. So, uh, in case my the drummer I play with hears that, but no, I mean it would be, uh, 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 you know, it's just it's like the the one instrument, say in like a rock band that I I can't play and I I know next to nothing about. You know, I uh, so yeah, drums would be the one for me. I think so. And, and it just looks like the most fun, man. Like I feel like. Anytime, I'm sure you've gotten back there and like done a John Bonham, like whatever. Like it's just fun. Yeah, seems like a really I'm, good way to get exercise. Or uh, gosh, what was the movie? The The Big Short. I was watching uh, the other night. And oh the, yeah, yeah. The I, Michael, I forget his last name. The guy that predicted the housing crash was just like pounding, like I, I forget Slayer or something terribly. But I mean, that would be a really good way to get some stress out. Oh yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, uh, I think that is, you're, you're the second person who said drums and, uh, I'm, if you count me, then that's three. So okay. I'm, I'm into it. Cool. Um, before we go, I want to make sure that, uh, if people are listening, they know how they get a hold of you, where, where should they go? Um, should they go to your YouTube, they go to your website? Like how do they find out more about you and, uh, you know, take lessons with you if they want. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to take lessons for free, go to YouTube. If you want private one-on-one -on -one instruction, um, you know, get a, get a hold of me. So uh, another thing that I do also that I, I think is hopefully going to become a bigger thing is um, a lot of companies are doing these little things where like or a student can send you just a real quick video of, okay, here's me playing this song. And then you can send a video back and it's like uh, half the price of a, a private lesson. So sure. That's that's kind of a cool new thing, but yeah, Matt Brown's Guitar Studio. That's that's my business and my YouTube channel too. So nice, man. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I had a really good time, and uh, hopefully, people will uh, will be into it too. Me too. Yeah, and you know, if if you want me to share this on my channels and everything, I, I'd love to. So that sounds great, man. Um, yeah. I'll um, so I'll uh, like that's the end of the. I'll cut it there for the actual like thing, but um. Yeah. I'll, uh, I think, th I think probably like it'll be probably March by the time these come out. And I don't know which order yours will be in, but as soon as I have like, a, as soon as I've decided, as soon as I've wrapped up like this round and have an idea about when yours is going to go, I'll send you an email and let you know. Um, and, uh, I, I think it's going to be awesome. Like basically the plan is to, um, there'll be a podcast and then it'll go on the, on the YouTube and then, you know, a few clips from each one will go out too. Um, so I'll definitely like tag you and let me know if there's a specific link you want me to put in the, in the notes, but below the stuff to point people to, um, to you other than your, just your main site. Yeah. That's the main site would be great. So yeah, cool, man, this was, this was a lot of fun, you know, it's, yeah, it's thank cool you so much to talk to, to other musicians and hear what's going on. Yeah, for sure. I can't, I think it's going to be fun to, uh, to have the collection too, and I'm going to try to keep it going um and keep these going out so hopefully it'll be a fun fun listen so thank you so much i really enjoyed it yeah thanks yeah i'm looking forward to hearing what other people have to say honestly you know for sure guess, awesome you know, when you first contacted me about this i was like hmm, yeah i wonder what other people are going through <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like a uh it's been a weird year mm -hmm.